0: He scored. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: Big day in Yankee land. Garrett Cole gets the monster deal. The Yankees get their front of the line ace starting pitcher as good as it gets. One of the best in all baseball To break it all down, our Yankee insider, Sweeney Murdy, live from the winter meetings in San Diego. Sweeney, big day. What's happening, brother? JJ, how you doing? Sweeney, I'm doing fine, and this is a guy we know the Yankees have been in pursuit of for quite a while. They wanted to draft him. They do draft him in 2008. He ends up going to UCLA. Wanted to trade for him in 2017, and after all these years, the Yankees finally land Garrett Cole.
1: Yeah, you know Brian Cashman has been calling him the White Whale, his White Whale, trying to finally get him, and and this time there were the only impediment was you know was somebody else going to offer the same or more as far as as dollars, and he didn't have to worry about um, you know the the trade uh, talks and things like that as with Pittsburgh last time. The I, I think one important aspect here that I've kind of been uh, coming back to in my mind here and in, in the you know hours since we learned that uh, he was going to sign is that. The Yankees, when they drafted Cole, as you talked about, and didn't sign him, there seemed to be some disconnect there, but there was no bad blood. There was no public animosity. The Yankees kept up a relationship with Garrett Cole. They followed him in college in case they had a chance to to draft him. They obviously didn't. He went higher than that. Uh, They kept Damon Oppenheimer, the vice president of scouting, who who drafted him and, and developed that relationship early no ill will towards Garrett Cole kept up a relationship with him and his father over the years uh, and would routinely stay in touch. And just not that, listen, the money got Garrett Cole here, but the Yankees didn't burn any bridges. They didn't put it to the point where, you know, you had a player who, who would pull a Ken Griffey Jr. And say, no, I got kicked out of the clubhouse when I was a kid. I would never play for the Yankees. And this, this, this I think this was a just a small but significant piece to the whole puzzle of Garrett Cole coming to the Yankees that that relationship wasn't broken at a point in time when maybe they had a reason to, to be upset about it
2: and, and but didn't do anything about that. Sweeney so, you know, obviously there was heavy interest. The Dodgers wanted him. The Los Angeles Angels wanted him. Who wouldn't? He's one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. How surprised are you, though, that he ends up getting nine years?
1: Well, I th- I think when... I'm, I'm not surprised today, but if you'd asked me three days ago before Steven Strasburg signed, I, I would have been surprised. When Strasburg signs for seven years, I think you knew that it had to go to eight. And when the Dodgers and Angels aren't backing off of eight, I think you had to know that somebody had to go to nine to get the deal done. And, you know, listen, the Yankees were, were willing to do that. And it didn't mean they were going to get them. Uh, Cliff Lee was in the exact same position where the Yankees offered more. They actually offered Two years more, the AAV was a little bit less, but they guaranteed more money, signed him for longer term, and he still said no, went to the Phillies. Um, it doesn't mean you're going to get the player, uh, but you. It, what it showed is that the Yankees put him in the same category as they put Cliff Lee, as they put CC Sabathia, uh, as they put Mike Messina. This is the guy you want. Put all your chips in, make the best offer, money-wise, and, and hope he chooses you. And this time he did.
2: Sweeney, I guess that's the hope, right? That he can be this team's version of C.C. Sabathia, a guy who's going to be here for a long period of time, a guy you can count on to be that game-one starter without hesitation in a postseason series. And the Yankees have had success with the big free agent pitcher, if you think about it. Tanaka, been very successful. Messina, very successful. Sabathia, very successful. I mean, you can find the Coral Pavanos and the Jared Wrights of the world. But I think all in all, this, like, misconception that's out there that, oh, the Yankees don't hit on the big free agent pitcher, in reality, Sweeney, it's really not the case.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I wouldn't have called Jared Wright at that point in his career, I wouldn't have called a big free agent pitcher. He was not this caliber. Carl Pavano was the top of that year's class, and other teams, you know, the Red Sox, the Tigers, the Mariners, all teams were willing to give – uh, him the same amount of money that the Yankees were 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 uh, putting up at that time. So, uh, other teams could end up with the same mistake. But you're right. When they play at the top of the market and go after those guys, uh, they generally haven't made that mistake. It's the other other reactionary things where they, where they've had a harder time is trying to identify a guy who could turn into that when they're trying to trade for a Jeff Weaver, a Javi Vasquez, a Sonny Gray, and and guys who who don't quite move up to that next level. When which is what you projected, James Paxton's come pretty close. Um, but what even if you just look at who the Yankees were this past year, when you're talking about trying to get the number one guy, you said if Luis Severino can be healthy, if James Paxton um, moves up there, you know, if Masira Tanaka just you know gets throws one of those games. There were, you, you had a, some question as to who could be. You had a lot of guys who might have been a number one pitcher and could have pitched like it, but that was just kind of a hope. Now here you got a guy who you know you're, where you're slotting him in, and everybody else who can pitch to that level, if they do that, now you've got a bunch of guys at the top of that rotation. Guarantees nothing, um, you know, the Cliff Lee, Roy Halliday Cole Hamels, Roy Oswalt Phillies got bumped off in a five-game division series uh, by an 83-win Cardinals team uh, or 80-something-win Cardinals team, you know, lesser team. Um, That stuff happens, Um, but you're giving yourself a chance, and when you're signed for nine years— you're giving yourself multiple chances. It doesn't. The, I, I mentioned this at the end of, of, close to the end of the show last night with, uh, with Ed Coleman. A caller talked about. It. He kept throwing the word dynasty out there. He says he kept seeing that the Yankees had a dynasty of cold sign. That's a dangerous word to throw around. We've watched baseball get played here for the last 20 years, and the Yankees have won one World Series. Well, they, you know, they have been contenders for almost every one of those years. Some years they weren't good enough to win, but others they were, and they just didn't. Even if you put all these pieces together, I think it's a mistake to think that a dynasty is that easy to to come by, and that if the Yankees win one World Series, let's say, that they're guaranteed to win three of the next four after that. It's just so much harder to do than it was uh, for various reasons. They're giving themselves a chance here, they're giving themselves multiple chances here by signing Garrett Cole for a long period of time. And over the next four to five years, in the meat of that early part of that contract, you're, you're going to find yourself with some opportunities. But I just think it's very dangerous to look at the Yankees uh, or any team and say, you know, you're going to win multiple World Series championships. They've proven how hard it is just to win one.
2: So, and a great point, because look at the Chicago Cubs. How many people thought that Cubs team was destined to win multiple championships? Even the Astros. As much success as the Astros have had, they lose Game 7 in the World Series last year. They only have the one title. The Red Sox, with the team they had, you're thinking they are poised to win multiple. And for the Yankees, look, they have not won now in over a decade. There are folks now dying for that World Championship and – I think for some fans, Sweeney, they're going to look at the contract and they're going to say, well, it needs to lead to multiple championships. I don't see it that way. If Garrett Cole for five or six years is one of the better pitchers in all of baseball and he's going to live up to the back of the baseball card, be that guy that you can count on in regular season starts, in postseason starts. And, yeah, he delivers in the postseason. That, to me, is going to determine whether or not he lives up to the billing, not the idea of how many championships necessarily I think the Yankees win.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, I think the Yankees are held to a different standard. I mean, you talked about the Red Sox, Astros, everybody else. You know, if they win one, it's okay, that's great. But, you know, Yanke- I think Yankee fans are, are expecting, because championships come in bunches. The 2009 World Series Championship is the only standalone World Series championship in Yankee history. Every other one was grouped together, whether it was a combination of, you know, three in a row or three out of four or whatever it was, or five in a row is in the older days. Um it, this was that was a standalone championship, and I think that is a product of what baseball has become, how they, it's been collectively bargained to set up the process, and how much harder it's gotten. Uh, I I don't think if you listen, if the Yankees win a World Series again anytime soon, I don't think it's any sort of given that they're putting multiples next to that, uh, and that it's part of any sort of dynasty. It's I, I just I'll
2: say it the same way. They've shown how hard it is just to win one. Sweeney Murray joins us from the winter meetings in San Diego. And Sweeney, as far as the rest of the rotation, does this Garrett Cole move now lead most likely to the trade at some point of J Hap? I think at
1: some point it, it might be an inevitability. I don't think it's something that they have to do right now. I think Hap can still hold value to them. I, I, I made this point earlier. Um, you know, it, it Ryan Cashman said right away when the uh, 2018 season ended that he was going to trade Sonny Gray. Right? Well, everybody knew he wanted to trade it. 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 How long did it take to finally do it? It took a very long time. They were looking for their best deal, so um, they didn't see. They didn't see. Okay, we're definitely trading this guy, and it's going to happen just like that. Um, I, I. I think we all know that. Um, you know that that you can't have too much, and you, one injury might. Um, might alter what you're looking at. But I think the reality of it is the Yankees are going to find themselves in a position probably where they'll have enough pitching options and have salaries one. They could probably try to try to lose and save uh, a little bit of money on that side. And we'll see where the best value comes in. There's when the dust settles from all the other free agent pitchers that are still out there. And if a team's still looking to fill out rotations, a, a guy who has a two year, he has a, uh, Hap has an option, uh, a vesting option, but let's just call it two for 34. Even if the Yankees pay some of that down, you tell me there aren't multiple options that can be had for a team to pay for two years, and I'll make up a number, 26 million for a starter who takes the ball as frequently as Jay hap does. I would think that there are possibilities out there. So um, even if it is the inevitability, I, I don't think it means that it has to happen right away.
2: So, anyway, with the Yankees knowing they were going to be in on Garrett Cole, did that basically lead to the sayonara for Didi Gregorius, or is it the fact that the Yankees are so well-stocked in that infield, being able to move Goibert Torres over the short, having Deidre Lemayu, who is a natural second baseman, the emergence of Urshela and Duhar, you name it. Was it the quality of players that led to Didi's departure, or the idea that the Yankees were ponying up here on Cole?
1: I think they certainly had Garrett Cole in their sights and all that money and all the attention um, going in that direction. But I, I, if they wanted, if they wanted Didi Gregorius, they would have made some sort of effort to retain Didi Gregorius. And, um, and you know, I, that really wasn't there. So um, I think they, you know, on top of what they were doing with Cole, they did have this fallback that you're talking about. You just laid it out. That's exactly. What they have going for them, what their options are. So um, they're they're comfortable with that, and then trying to tack on another. You know, Didi got 14 million from the Phillies. Trying to tack, uh, you know, uh, tack that back into your payroll number. And we just talked about the the potential to trade J Hap is mostly. It's not just numbers. It's you know you can subtract that payroll number. Well, trying to fit Didi's number back in there um, when you have these other options. I don't think it made sense. I think metrically, I think that they they thought DeeDee's defense didn't stack up as well as it could have. Um, and, you know, the eye test he passes, but metrically, and, and you can argue the flaws and all that too, but metrically um, he wasn't as strong. So it, I think it was easier for them to turn the page off of that uh, knowing what else they had, namely Glaver Torres as a fallback.
2: So in the final one here, and there's been a concern amongst Yankee fans that call my show, that call other shows about the Yankees, quote unquote, acting like the Yankees and Hal Steinbrenner acting like his father. Is it fair to say that Hal and the Yankees pulled the page out of the George Steinbrenner playbook here, giving Cole this big contract?
1: I, I've never bought into that aspect of it. <laughs> I think the rules are a lot different. You know, this isn't this isn't twenty five years ago when only a couple of teams could afford a, a big contract like that. And um, you're, you know, I, I just think the 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 CBA has changed dramatically from when George, quote unquote, acted like George. Uh, I just don't think it's the same landscape. So I don't think it's fair to compare that. Um, but you know, Hal Steinbrenner was was pretty much in charge when they signed cc sabathia uh and when they signed masira tanaka and don't forget you know just because the results weren't what what you they didn't land championships in one winter they signed tanaka ellsbury beltron and mccann a lot of big dollars all in the same off season it was a huge expenditure because it ended in 85 when team we don't i mean that's acting like george that was that uh, plenty of money but I, I don't like that comparison. I think there, I think it's a much different landscape. And I think at the time, you know, he's just very judicious. I think in the times when he's willing to go do that, and this is, you know, I, I don't think this was anything about acting like his father. Or I, I think he just saw the opportunity when everything finally lined up, when you had a guy at the right age and at the right point in his career of dominance and showing the type of stuff uh, that you wanted here. Everything else about him uh, that you wanted here, the ability to knock more money off the books next year with with Tanaka and Paxton and having that spot open up where you, you know, next year you were going to need to make a move to get a front of the rotation pitcher. Well, here he is right now and you have the money to make that maneuver happen. Uh, I, I think all of that lined up well because we've seen him spend a lot of money on players in the past just because it didn't. And in a championship doesn't mean that it was ungeorge george-like or george-like or whatever phrase you want to use
2: sweetie well said appreciate a couple of minutes keep up the outstanding work out in san diego we will be listening we will be watching we will chat soon all right my man thanks jj
0: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact